Get me a goddamn beer, Adam. A nice cold beer. What, what if I want a nice cold beer? What if I want a nice cold beer? That's right. <laughs> Who said that? Josh said that, right? Yeah. Because yeah. it's whatever, whatever TM. Uh, that was Oaks. <laughs> he, well, for some reason, no, somebody we, wasn't we, getting we ice went, or something. We went through like two weeks of like never any ice anywhere. And Josh just like lost. He's like, what if I want an ice cold beer? Even though I think like, he said it seriously. Really he said seriously said, what if I want an ice cold beer? <laughs> and we all were like, like what did you just say? It's a super Dirk Diggler moment for you. What if I want an ice cold beer? <laughs> Lie still, I'll punch you in the goddamn face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's Paige Avenue Crew. My name is Adam. I'm Dad. John Oaks here. I'm Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Josh is also present. Josh just ate a PBR. He ate it. Uh, we're back. <laughs> our old shout out our, PBR. Our old friend from the beginning is still here with us. John Oaks. Sean. He, John and Oaks. Gentlemen, from the beginning. John to the Oaks. PAC crew. We're, yeah, bre- we're breaking a up. Blue monkey tattoo. Let's start talking about that. That shit. is true. Hold our on. band's breaking Who up else tonight. Has got a big blue monkey tattoo. Just me? It's just you? Yeah, you're the only yeah. one. <laughs> Yo, loyalty shit over here. You were like, everybody's going to get it. And then we're like, committed. Ah, I'm gonna get, I'll get that one day. That's awesome. That is great. Yes, Dude, I would love to have that. It's like, I would uh, love to have that. It's like, I actually have a koala bear that's blue <laughs> tattooed on me forever. Yeah, it's cute. It's really cute. Oh, your, ta- your tattoo is we like. We made a shirt out of it, though. I found one the other day. Yes. Your tattoo is like, uh, what's your name in, in uh, Mean Girls who says fetch? Call it a tattoo. <laughs> Tattoo. Tattoo. Like, my tattoo. Stop trying to make that tattoo happen. Ryan was the first human being that I knew that was close to my age that had a tattoo. 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 You yeah. got it. Did he you? A, he had a booby tattoo. He got the hookup girl. Did you get it? That was, we that, was my third, that was like my third tattoo. Before 18? <laughs> no, no one in high school yeah. had tattoos, yeah, I got but it. Ryan had we half trade, a sleeve. We traded pizza for tattoos to this crackhead. What was named that Pat? Dude's, Pat. That's yeah. right. Ryan's was he really a crackhead? Is that why he never finished anything in Ryan's whole arm had various sayings in Japanese, Korean, or Chinese. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we didn't know what it was. Depends yeah. on. No, room. my first tattoo, I was like, uh, I was, I don't even think I was 16. Maybe I was, no. The one pat. on your forearm? No, 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 on my chest. I have uh, my oh, initials in, tat. in old English that. letters yeah. <laughs> on my chest. Well, I remember yeah, we were riding yeah, my head gym class one time. You didn't wear your shirt. Yeah, dude, you got to show off my, you didn't my wear a shirt bro. for two years. You got to show off my head. in gym class, too. He would take the shirt off, and everybody yeah. thought he was straight yeah. out of prison. Yeah. Damn, dog. That's look at that tat. Yeah. Was that me? Ready ready to party? <laughs> yeah. RTP. RTP. Hey, so if you listened to last week, you know that, I mean, if you know our band, if you're Anyone who's paid attention, watched the DVDs, whatever, you know John Oaks. You know this is John our... Oaks. Jean... Well, Can you hear not. me, John Oaks? <laughs> Can you hear me? You know, <laughs> we need the backstory. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. We need, we're telling that. that. We're I, tell don't, that. I don't remember that. Oh, tell we, me the story. We'll tell that in a second. So, so John Oaks here has been with us since like day so one. Before when, the beginning, before you were in the band. Get it straight, motherfucker. L- long, yeah. long before. Longer than half the band. Yes. Yeah. Uh, met Dan uh, when he was... A wee a, lad. A wee lad. And then um, became like our, our manager, tour manager, just fifth band member, essentially, who didn't play an instrument. And I played, yeah, I played the cell phone. You, you and played the keyboard the on the laptop. Fuck out of the cell phone. If you I still really, play if you really think instrument. about it, you were our manager first, then you became yeah. our tour manager. When we yeah. had, co-manager, when tour we manager, had bigger, and then back to manager. Full yeah. management, then you went back to being our manager again. But yeah. yes, quite the journey together, either way. Point being, it was love at first. You've sight. been there since day one. But on the on the Jean Oaks, can you hear me, Jean Oaks thing? Jean Oaks. <laughs> so, yeah, tell me the story. So we had 
we were in the van. Yes, this was van touring. This days. is like probably the very first thing was Goldfinger. Probably or, the Goldfinger or, or, or tour. Yeah. tour. And we, one of us had a MacBook. Maybe it was Greg. No, it had then. to be Greg. There's no fucking way we yeah. had MacBooks. He's the only then. one that could afford a computer. I think they made MacBooks then. So we found out that you could True. highlight text and then you could have it just <laughs> just play back in whatever the, vo- there were like half a dozen voices that you could get on a Mac at that point. And one of them had kind of a, a French accent. And we wrote so this whole thing. Certain words. It was yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah. And we, we, we would just write out paragraphs. And just then, to kill time, we were driving yeah. around. We thought we'd type out paragraphs and just have it dictate it back to us. And we and thought we it was the most amazing our asses off. It was <laughs> the funniest thing we'd ever heard. Yeah. And there, what was the one about uh, something about pooping your pants or, or whatever? I, the only sentence I remember is. And you know you got to put on the deeper. Yeah. <laughs> the deeper. Yeah. The deeper. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's a diaper. Holy fuck! Do you guys remember? We've been saying deeper yeah. since then. Yeah. 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 And you, John Oaks. Do you guys remember? Uh, <laughs> that just popped into my head. I had no recollection of that. Van and trailer. We were driving, and Oki had to shit like super bad. You guys yes. remember? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, yeah, right? You were so fucking was, shaking, dude. dude. You, he oh, was yeah. shaking, sweating. And we laughing. were, we were <laughs> laughing so hard we couldn't even. I, I, I don't know who's driving, but like we could barely drive. We, we were, were all dude, laughing so hard. We're about to throw up. We were, he's like, just pull over. We're like, no, no. And his everyone, the the, everyone in the van was literally crying tears, and he was stone faced, dude. We were just like this, but he's staring stone faced, sweating, so dude. Tight. Shaking your head, no. We pulled. To no. hotel. The first sign that I learned that I was lactose intolerant, but did not resist. Dude, we pulled Didn't up to a in. hotel and he Love just like r- runs out of the van. And I think you just sh- on the side of the van. I the- like backed up at the van and no, you right were like backed side. against the, the wall. I remember or- or the wall of a hotel. There's just a couple shit. instances when I've done this. <laughs> and then he had to shuffle over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah. Oh god. I numerous times do I remember shitting in the wild or on the side of a building? Why did it take you like, 40 fuck. years to get a diagnosis? <laughs> I didn't even get diagnosed. Well, dude, that, that happened to just everybody at some point on yeah. the road where you, you know you're, you're trapped and, in a vehicle yeah, yeah. and you got to go. But but this was but just this like, was like the first time it had happened to anybody, and we were just losing our minds, laughing our asses off. He was just stone faced. Yeah, the fact that it was hurting you so much was even funnier to us. (laughs) We couldn't stop. Oh god, oh man, that's so good. So uh, <laughs> that was 20 years ago, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, more than yeah, Probably, yeah. 20, maybe, yeah, maybe a little more. Was, but yeah, yeah it was oh, we filmed it, right? Yeah, like we so well, we filmed everything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it was filmed. Dude, we didn't anything go, funny started happening. Wait, the camera isn't came there out. a sec- another time we filmed you taking a shit like it's, on the side yeah, of a building and, movies, and like yeah, a cop, sure. like a cop <laughs> came up That's or something? That's the one I'm thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. The, bus, <laughs> the bus driver and the cop at the same time. Yeah. Or oh, we're, <laughs> like, dude, we're like, dude, there's a cop, and you started moving. Shuffling. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, we were like, it's like a homeless person camping out downtown, but we're on a 45 foot steel tube. Like call it a tour bus. Yeah. And you know that the, was pre-grinder too. You couldn't we, shit in the bus. But can we talk about this? I now own, and Josh probably owns a trailer or an RV. Do you, you goddamn right, I do. There was no reason why we couldn't shit in the bus. Oh yeah, there, yeah. Was, uh, there was no, there's it's no a, reason. It's a myth, dude. Yeah, the, so, the driver so, just doesn't so want to do it. It's courtesy. But <laughs> Josh the will break driver, it, down. it was like the smell. It's it's courtesy on both ends. Yeah, right. yeah. But it's, there's it's the, functionally, it's the you wind, could shit. When can you dump it? Right, that's that's the the kind yeah. of whole. But there's but yeah, there's we go to seven truck stops a night, no, you know. It's okay, like, no, 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 but, but not all not, truck not stops, all truck stops have dumps. Have oh, I know really? this now because I've been driving an art trailer and RV across the country for okay. the last couple of not years. Not all truck stops have but, dump stations. That makes sense. But if you had to go, with, like the shit that we've gone through, literally shitting in a bag in a trash can in the back lounge of the bus, mm-hmm. yeah. like you probably just put a trash bag down out the window. You could have just shit. Yeah, and also in all the times I've owned a camper and research campers 
The grinder ain't real. It's, it doesn't it's a exist. Myth. It doesn't what? exist. Oh, you the the no, grinder no. doesn't it exist. It doesn't fucking matter. It, it, just, it goes into, into a, a tank. holding tank. Right, right, right. But there's yeah. not and something that chops it up. No. That doesn't matter. What does it matter? It's so shit. But you a, said it doesn't exist. I'm Googling I'm it. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. Those one like, buses we had had that noise. Something, some noise something happened. happened. I don't know what it was. But it's, but it's worthless. Like yeah. I, sh- but it I have really a trailer that I've spent years in, and I shit in it with no grinder, and I... And it goes out with the piss, and <laughs> yeah, I drain a, it out. Yeah, and I'm like, these motherfuckers. Unless you're shitting it's a pebbles, three and a half inch diameter, it's a giant, like four yeah, inch it's diameter. It's a giant tank with a huge hose. With a thing that you hook a hose on and you drain it into the fucking sewer. But like the grinding portion of it matters nothing. Yeah. yeah. So they they had us yeah. believing that like essentially the tube that they drained it from was like. You know, it's like an inch wide. It's four inch diameter. On this next record, when we do US stuff, we get a bus. We're getting one without a grinder so we could shit in it. Yeah. Yeah. Non stop. (laughs) And if the bus driver says something to me, I'm saying, listen, man, fucking get a different bus driver. Throw some fucking little packets down there. It makes a stink go away. Dude, the the story. Yeah. Dude, you know what's funny, though, is like, it's not just that they said, no, it's not allowed. Like, this myth has been perpetuated that. It'll destroy the bus. Like, and we all yeah. fucking believe yeah. it. But it's but thousands again, like, of people believe this shit. You don't want to clean it. You don't want to smell it. You like, like, but, yeah, but still, you, the same piss is going that? in the same black yeah, yeah, yeah. dump. Yeah, piss it's, smells terrible. It's actually, called, it's actually called a black tank. Yeah, yep. yeah. Remember that Emory bus we rented? That thing always smelled like shit. Yeah, it smelled like pee. Just smelled like yeah. I mean, Old like right now, little yeah. shit. It yeah, just we didn't shit stink. in that one, but it smelled like a toilet. The whole bus did. Yeah. What's yeah. next on your agenda? Besides Ooh. shitting. Oh, we're still, we're, we just moved to California. California? Right? California. 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 And, Listen I, to my I, wife. I, John I think, Oaks had just moved to California. Getting the record deal, right? Like, yeah. Getting oh, the, yeah. Like, we, so we go out that summer. Get it. And we're on tour with the Warp Tour and then Goldfinger and then more Goldfinger. And in the middle of it, you know, I would have the showcase and then get the offer. And that's, like, I, I remember. We did three, three Goldfinger runs that summer. Yep. Because we kept. Like we we come off stage and they'd be like, "You guys want to do another week?" Yeah, and be like, "Fuck yeah, yeah." We did like and then, three and two then, week but runs, then, and then at the end of it, we just kept going. We went out with uh, Mustard Plug and <laughs> Student Rick. Yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah. at that point, I'm like, you know, trying to like, I don't want to go home. Right? Yeah, we yeah, got to right. keep making money, yeah. right? Yep. And and man, actually saying keep making money, there's a a memory that like shot back into my mind and and. I remember being at, at Papa John's mm-hmm. on the rock road and talking about moving to California and making money. And we had just got like the story of the year, big blue monkey EP, big blue monkey, name of the band story of the year, the name of the EP pressed. And I'm like, we're going to street hustle. I was like, just, just like all the hip hop guys do, you know, we're going to go sell them and da, 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 da. And, and I, I, but I remember Josh specifically like calling me out being like, that's not going to work. We're not going to make any money doing that. Da, 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 da. And I left and I went down the street to Riverport, right? Like the amphitheater. And it was the night that Green Day and Blink-182 were playing on the punk, pop punk disaster tour. Oh, and I, shit. And I yeah. went out, I went outside, I took, I had boxes. I had just gotten the CDs in and I took boxes of them and I sold like, I don't know if it was like. 10 or 20 or 30 or whatever but i came came back like left went back to papa john's like went went to the amphitheater panhandled selling a bunch of cds and then came back to papa john's with like a, a stack of cash that's gangster you know, and like Hold came on. in and I put don't it on the front you coming on my podcast put me on blast <laughs> like i was wrong yeah, we, made it. we made it happen but yeah, i re- yeah. but i remember the the one-on-one dialogue of like oh, like just yeah, yeah. the you know 
Dude, I, we, we did it. We have talked about this on this podcast, but we were one of the very first bands to do the walk around warp tour backpacks, sell shit out. Like, like with, yeah, with Walkmans and we were like one of the first people to hustle that shit. Mini discs. I remember putting it on. Every St. Louis band talks about that still who saw us do that. It's everybody did that after us, but, um, which I always hated. I'm still, I I don't, I don't ever want to do that again in my life. And I never would have. Cause I was never the salesman. That was was like, I found out in my later years. Hey, Josh doesn't need to talk to people. No, I'm not a, I'm not a salesman at all. That's why I'm in a band. But but, but you we can, did it, and it worked, and it's Adam, awesome. And, but, but you can probably vouch. Like, we can agree. We were maybe the first band who did that. The, I remember on learning Tour, on Warp right? Tour, potentially, for sure. for sure. Hey, welcome to the conversation. No, but, but I'm saying, it, like, just like, never heard of it. There was, like, yeah. those dudes were, was it know, never I'm heard sure of it or somebody, somebody else? Did, but, yeah, 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 I never heard of it, that band. Yeah, They, yeah. they crushed those it, Those dudes worked hard as fuck. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, a couple, we should get couple, Elmo on. Yeah, a couple of them are still doing a lot of Elmo's stuff in like music doing, and stuff. Oh, killing music it, dude. stuff. Yeah, all the things. Yeah. 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 And they we, were hard uh, workers, too. Or no, was, no, Elmo was in... Yeah, never heard of it. No, not never heard of it. He was in... Um, no, he was in that band, Never Heard of for It. For sure? Yeah, because they were like yeah. the barbecue band at first. The, uh, with with Mike, Mikey, like No Limit or Limit Limit no Point. No Limit, that's Limit Point. Limit Point. Limit Point. Wasn't he in Limit Point? He made that play drums for them also. Or is that a different person? I don't know. I don't know. I know Elmo. Like we're Facebook friends. Yeah, yeah I shout out Elmo. I didn't even remember Limit Point until just now. But Jam Cart. He has a company I, called Jam Cart. Yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian Jam Meadows Cart. works for that company. Yeah, yeah. From uh, you know Christian. I had no idea that we. Oh, I completely forgot about the mustard plug student Rick thing. Well, I was peeing just now when you said that. It like blew my mind. Yeah, yeah I was I like, oh my god. Too. And then we did Motion City soundtrack. Yep. As Big Blue Monkey as well. We yeah. toured with them. Whenever yeah. before they were even signed to Epitaph. Yeah. Yo, oh, what man. was the show? We it was a college show. It was we like were a supposed week to play or two outside, with but it it rained, so we played an acoustic. Was it, was it Hawthorne too? No, I think it was no. way before that. We played an acoustic thing inside a little like student center. It was a room maybe twice as big as this. Yeah, Remember we did that, that tour with them later when we were all signed. But was it the most city soundtrack? There was an was outdoor stage. Before I think the record came it was out, for sure. name they changed. like opened for us though, right? Yeah. After. Oh, later they did. Remember oh. this though? I don't know. Like, we did like a run with them when we were still like before we had done anything. I don't remember yeah, exactly. For maybe, sure. Maybe because it we, was, maybe it was, but was, they it, were, was it motion city soundtrack student, Rick mustard plug story, the big blue. There Monkey? was some overlap there the for sure. Thing. Yeah. Maybe. But, I know but, for sure. Mustard plug and student yeah. Rick. But do you remember, remember this? We're, we're supposed to play outside. And it was kind of a janky, like college show stage. It was like in the courtyard or whatever. Yes. That and was definitely it, with mustard plug. I remember that. And I it think maybe to it was rain. Student Rick and Motion City, and maybe Mustard Plug was just on like a couple of the shows because yeah. Mustard Plug made no sense. Yeah, but because they were a Scott but they were Punk still band, there. Yeah. Like, well, I guess I remember it was made on the no package, sense. But it was but like fate of booking. I remember the booking agents. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was yeah, all together. Yeah, yeah. Either way, it doesn't but matter. I, but I remember playing inside. It was everyone was like kind of sitting on the floor. It was like a very, very much like a like a '90s movie about college kind of vibe. Everyone was sitting on the floor. We were doing an acoustic thing, and Motion City played after us. We didn't really know what we were doing. Acoustic wise, we may have even borrowed the yeah. So some you didn't of the even have acoustic guitars then, right? And they played, and I was like, "Oh fuck, this is like a this is a real band. These dudes oh. have their shit together. They were so fucking." We knew good. about Motion City from Jason Dickman, right? Yep. Because mm-hmm. before they were signed to Epitaph, and they Epitaph re released oh, that which first one's record. Jason Dickman. Um, he was friends with like Mark, from Mark, the Meanswell dudes. And, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, that's where. I was thinking Motion City soundtrack, and I was like, eh, any no. music yeah, yeah. that flowed through like me, my sister, and Mark, 
that came through. Was all, that came through Jesse. Jesse, or not Jesse. Jason, came Jason. But Jesson knew Jesse from but Motion Jesse's City. Jesse's in yeah. the band. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so Jesse from Motion City yeah. knew and him, he, and then we like, all. How many people turned this podcast off just yeah, now? Yeah. This is getting, <laughs> this is getting, this is getting, this is getting hey. too deep right now. But that's how we found out about Motion City. And that first record was was fully done, but it wasn't on Epitaph yet, and they hadn't got signed. But yeah. but we had it for whatever reason, and we knew about them, and we did some shows with them before they got signed or we got signed, or maybe we were signed, but it doesn't matter. We used to love the Motion City guys even before they were, you know, the Motion City that they are now. But but watching them play live was like, goddamn, dude! Like it didn't make there's just so much energy. Yeah, it like, didn't make yeah, me less confident in what we were doing, but I was like, you didn't do no handstand on a keyboard. <laughs> it's, I got, no, I got no keyboard, but <laughs> I got no fucking key- keyboardless. <laughs> keyboardless. <laughs> but, but I was like, these dudes are so fucking good. Yeah. And, and they, they just like the confidence, like, because they were at, at that point, they had toured for who knows how long. So they were yeah. the, the well, well oiled machine that you become when you tour. And we were, I just remember watching them like, okay, well, this isn't their first time doing this. Acoustic <laughs> yeah. thing right you here. could tell yeah. when, you, you know? could tell when we would talk to them kind of like when we first met thrice, yeah, uh, exactly. They were, they were annoyed by us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like these fucking kids, dude. Like, dude, what I the remember fuck? having a conversation with Dustin in the back of our bus, and in hindsight, I feel like I was like a toddler, you know, just like a little fucking yeah, stupid yeah. kid. Because we had all this crazy excitement and energy, and we were just like, "How are you doing this? How do you guys do what you're doing? Yeah. We want to know how to do this." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we were fucking such noobs, as the, the kids say. Yeah. The, when we first started touring, um, first met the Thrice dudes. That's when it was the most apparent to me because we were so. We were a fucking collectively Beavis, you know, <laughs> yeah. and they were like, Still are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they were like, yes. their kind of their energy is just the complete opposite of that, and yeah. I was felt like kind of uncomfortable around those well, dudes. And they're from yeah. Orange County, right? Like they're yeah. it's the yeah. epitome of cool. Yeah. Like they yeah, yeah, started yeah. off, dude. I just cool. went saw them a few weeks ago, and it's still the same thing. Yeah. I, I was still like, I'm a fucking child compared to you guys. What <laughs> yeah. is going yeah. on? Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I'm in my 40s now, and I'm still like, ah, I'm a fucking weird person, and yeah. you're not. Yeah, yeah. We love those guys. They're fucking amazing. Yeah, they're, but they're mellow. Just fucking chill, dudes. But they old. You know what though? They, they were old at twenty one. There's only there's only one moment ever, and who knows if this matters because none of those dudes will probably ever be on this podcast, even though they're our friends. Riley said he'd come on. Yeah. Eddie or Tepe would. Uh, Dustin won't. He doesn't talk to people. Point being, the, the only the only time I've ever felt like not Put him on blast, not that what we just described. They it was after yeah that one a couple years ago it yeah. was one of those rock star festivals and it was the year after Warp ended and there was an after party and Dustin for whatever reason Dustin was the one like bartending if you can fucking imagine that <laughs> oh that's crazy. they had like a big like uh cooler Jung- jungle juice yeah and he was like dispensing he was like you want one man you want one and I was going to work the next day I was like no nah, I'm working at you know you know 9 a.m. he's like yeah, I don't know have one man just hang out and like. Dustin, yeah, and I was like, I'm in the fucking matrix. Like, I'm everything's upside down right with now. Yous? With, like, with, with it yous? was completely backwards. It was weird. You know what? Maybe he just didn't like us back in the day. <laughs> there That's you go. It. He's and probably I, fucking awesome. He just hated us. Yeah, and I was yeah. having like an existential thing at where I was like, all that was coming back to me, like having those conversations and all that shit. Like, are we old enough where it's cool now and they don't think we're dipshits? Maybe anymore? he was just like, man, it's just too much energy for me. Yeah, that's probably yeah. it. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were where's, too much. Where's the first place you went overseas? He went with us to England. No, I know. I'm saying us. No, but before, Where's the first bef- place we went overseas? Oh, man. The, not Canada. England. It was Canada's not overseas. I, I went. But <laughs> no, I guess there's no sea between <laughs> us and Canada. <laughs> we, yeah, Out where, of the country. I don't know. Where did we go? I, I, I went don't know. To I, think- fr- I went to France before we toured. Oh, yeah, the first time yeah, I, yeah, went, yeah, yeah. I went. Ooh, wee yeah. wee. <laughs> 
Yeah. I was thinking about that with uh, when Timmy and Trost are on here. I don't remember <laughs> we the first place we went England. international. That was the first place? Yeah. What part of England? The UK. The UK. The England, like London, this. proper. I think, so, I think so, all of England is the UK. So maybe that's why the what part of England, we went to London. UK. Like we, we went to London. We had, London. We had maybe that's why the Columbia right? Hotel. The maybe that's why the Columbia Hotel <laughs> sticks out so much to us. We've been yeah, drinking. We've been drinking. It's like the, our first. Yeah, that taste was the of, first. Yeah, we, we, it was like a three or four show run. In we did a BBC thing too. We did London, Manchester, Newcastle. We went to Glasgow. That was the first. So we went up to Scotland. Scotland. So we did yeah. the whole fucking thing, right? At least it was like five cities. Yeah, four or five. Shows. Yeah, That's yeah. when you almost got beat up by those thirteen-year-olds. Remember yeah. that bun? I was for real yes. scared for you. The, the van bus. It was. And it was a sprinter. Dude, was a basically. drummer of another band. Like that guy was gonna kill me, dude. Yeah. No, but then we did. We came back we to press. London. We, yeah, we did. We, but we came back to London and did a, a BBC like with Emma. Shout out Emma. A live yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. It was recorded in a studio. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I still have that session. Do you really? Yeah, it's on my computer. No way. I really have it. That's awesome. Wait, was it BBC AOL? I don't know. Am I thinking of it? Was, it I know it was BBC for sure, but it wasn't AOL. Anyone from the UK? That all, it might even it's, be it's on the Dropbox. Was know, Biff with this? No, no. Okay. no we did, we we did that one time with Biff, and like you were, <sighs> never mind, different different story. Okay, no, you were loaded. The bro. first time we went, it might have just. It I think it was. Just I think it was just a five. I think it was probably six. Of yes. us. Yeah, six. Yeah, because oh yeah, six. six yeah, because yeah. yeah, Phil. Was anyway, we went to the we went to the UK, did that, and then we went immediately to Japan. We flew yeah. from the UK yeah, to Japan. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We flew east, so it was across. We flew across or, or Russia over the North Pole. The tundra. The well, tundra. Yeah. Hold yeah. on, did yeah. Timmy? Did Timmy say he was with us last week? Is he on that one or no? Didn't Timmy <sighs> say he was there? I don't. Th- Timmy might have been there. I don't. I think Timmy was there the second time. Yeah, that would make more yeah, sense. It does yeah. make more sense. I could I, be wrong. I feel like Timmy said he was there on that first one, but yeah, dude, but it had, was maybe his first one. We had to have had. He might not have known that we already went. We yeah. did. That's the only yeah. reason we were able to do that. Stuff. Yeah, because yeah. it's not cheap to go to Europe. Because like we've talked about this before, probably, but. There have been plenty of bands that have come from Europe to the United States and vice versa. And it's not like going to Southeast Asia or Australia where it's like... Which sounds more expensive. Should yeah. be harder. Well, no, it's just like, cost of living in the UK is so much more expensive. Everything. Well, everything also, is more Also, expensive. if you go to like Australia or Japan or Southeast Asia, anywhere, they pay you a lot because it's like, hey, no one really comes here. So here's a lot of money. Come here. Well, where ticket, is, ticket is, prices are higher because it's more of a... It's a more rare thing. Well, yeah. And like the, the UK, U- everybody tours Europe and it's like. Yeah. It's know, like, will you guys come in here or not? Okay. Whatever. M- moving on. We'll, we'll see another band. Like well, they're almost just more scarcity and more demand in exactly. Southeast Asia and Japan. Yeah. Yes. yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're, they're almost as jaded in the UK and the rest of Europe as people are in New York or Southern California. It's like, oh, yeah, I've seen that band. So the fact that we got to go there meant we were getting major label support. Free you know beers on international flights. Yeah. So. We were really for lucky me, in bro, that sense. Straight edge for life. <laughs> Talking about like how everything everything fell in place and the fucking the matrix of it all. Like the fact that we got to go to those places, not just because mm-hmm. we decided to or because we built up a fan base, but the label said, "Oh, we'll give you money. We'll make sure that you can go there and establish a fan base." I, yep. I remember. I feel like we, you guys, talk about Japan a lot, but there's three specific stories that I'd like to share about my experience Bring it. in Japan. In Japan? Yeah. Bring it, son. And, Let's do it. And one... Um, this should be the number one podcast in Japan by now. <laughs> it's, 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 it's syndicated. Hi. 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 
I think it was probably the first first show, and it was the first sound check. Somehow, in the middle of it, I ended up like restringing guitars and setting yeah, up guitars, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, 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 all this stuff, and getting the gear set enough. And then you guys come down, and Ryan moves the cab a little bit, and Dan moves this and that, and like this crew, the local promoter crew, and the backline techs are so precise yeah. that when you guys walked off stage, they came out with tape and spiked everything where you had moved it yeah. and got out a tape measure and <laughs> yeah. wrote out yeah. notes yeah. on where. So the next day when the gear went from like city A to city B, wherever we were going next, like Tokyo to wherever it was. Osaka or whatever. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they made the notes revising the stage plot with dimensions and like plotted it out yeah. so that way it was exactly where you had moved it and where you had left it there. This is a great detail because we always talk about this stuff that, that they're so good at, but uh, you know, but we, it's, don't, but we it's forget the that, it's, like, it's the attention to detail, right? And, and yeah. maybe I'll tell four or five now that we're thinking about it. <laughs> like, is, but the greatest thing is that we get to the next city and we'd walk on stage and be like, how is it exactly the same? Because, and yeah. I, but I and watched why, yeah. with the yeah. fucking tape measure. Yeah. Write it down, yeah. right? And then, and then the same thing. Like to Dan, Dan, like since we were kids, would get McDonald's cheeseburgers, no, no pickle, no onions, yeah. no P, yeah. no O, yeah. right? Yeah. But definitely no onions because those are hard to get off. But, but in Japan, it was <laughs> I like take the pickles we, off. We were like, I guess, like scared to like ask or Oni something. Odame. And it came, it came with the pickles and the onions. And I remember him walking over to the side of the stage or backstage and taking the pickles and scraping off the onions <laughs> and the hospital, whoever the hospitality woman is for the promoter, like noticed it. And then the next day it made me look like I was doing a better job. Like, because I'm like, damn, you got it right this time. <laughs> they did it. They, she noticed just like yeah. the back line. There's so much attention to detail yeah, because yeah. they're like, we weren't going to ask for it. Weird. She's it, like, yeah, just, just get us some cheeseburgers. We'll just deal cool. with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like get us, get but, us, get us the most American food yeah, yeah. we can get. But then they saw that. Something the next day I've to, never said in my fucking life. Just give me a couple cheeseburgers. Give me a couple Sorry, cheeseburgers. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. In the first five years of touring, every day I ate a couple of cheeseburgers. For and, sure. But it was just like the so the attention to detail, and I as like the American, like bigger, better, louder, faster, like whatever, you know. There was a lot of humility the first time you go to and, Japan. You're, like, you're like, wow, oh my god, like look look how good they do their job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like look yeah. how like focused and dedicated mm -hmm. and precise. Yep. You know, there was so much that I learned. You know, and then in that, and I re I distinctly remember the first ever show that you guys played in Japan and I'm standing stage right and played the first song. And then there was this like clap, 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 silence. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then you play a song and it's clap, 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 silence. Cause we all looked over at you like, did we do something wrong? <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> and, and, but, but it really, I mean, their culture is so much different where it's, it's based around like honor and respect in the musicians, whether they're f like local or international, like story of the year standing on stage, it's disrespectful. It's like going to, it was like going to a theater, right? Where yeah. people clapped and yep. then they shut the fuck up and they're not rude. They don't talk. There's not bar chatter back and forth. They're like, I can't fucking believe these guys are here. I'm honoring and respecting the musicians that are on stage performing. Yeah. Clap, 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 clap. No Silence. cell phones, nothing. It was so, and then- you know, people, you know, bow to you like with, like they would crowd surf and then land in the pit and turn around and bow and be like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, they bowed to the bouncer dudes that caught them. Like, thank yeah. you, thank, thank you, you, thank yeah. you, appreciate thank you. it. And it just, yeah. for me, like having that first interaction in Japan, like, you know, took little nuggets of that and I think like carried it with me everywhere else we went of like, yeah. man, 
do a better job, try to learn, get the shit organized, like fix it and then yeah. keep it fixed, you know, stuff like that, that you don't see here in the United States. No. Yeah. At all. No, you just summed Nobody up why every much. band loves to pay, play Japan. Like yep. you just summed it, I, summed I, it up. I love when we like can just talk to each other on stage. Because it's so quiet. It's yeah. so funny yeah. to me. Yeah. I don't so know that, why. that first show, it freaked us out. Yeah. Oh. And then I remember the second day being backstage with the promoter, uh, probably with Yoshi and whoever our first interpreter was. And it was like, okay, there's silence in between songs. Uh, teach us a bunch of stupid phrases. So like, <laughs> we were writing down like how to say, I love dicks. And uh, <laughs> Josh has uh, a huge dick. Josh has a huge yeah. It was all dick yeah. related. So the second, the second night, every silent time, I said the best shit. And people were just like, yes! Josh. Uh, Josh no Chinchin Waoki this. Uh, Chinko Waoki this. Your nickname in Japan is Big. big. Chinko's <laughs> Dick. Oki. And Oki yeah, yeah. means Big. Yeah. Chinchin's like pee pee. Pee pee, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chinchin no, chin chin Wachisai. Chinchin Waoki. Yeah, uh, Josh no Chinko Waoki this. Yes, yes. Uh, Chinchin Wachisai is uh, he has small pee pee. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we know the yeah. right shit. Dude, we know all the good shit. So that was literally the second day ever in Japan. I was like, okay, fuck that. Fuck that. I got no I was thinking about cheeseburger, no pickles, no yes. onions. Fuck and Onio Dame is no onions. And, uh, chisu is cheese. Because I was, cheese cheese yeah. I was like, no chisu, no chisu. Ryan, yeah. Ryan asked for no cheese on things that don't have cheese. Yeah. But you would only <laughs> say, they sure. would only understand cheese yeah. and they'd be like, put the bunch of yeah, cheese yeah, on this yeah. guy's shit. I don't know what he's saying. I don't know what he's saying to me. I like a large Diet Coke, no cheese. <laughs> oh. Dude, uh, the thing about what you're saying, like the dick talking between songs in Japan, it's I always think about a Japanese band coming here and between songs, big like, oh, he 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 little dick, you know, like, like how like, like how fucking amazing would that be? Like that guy, little penis, like. That would be the that's, fuck. That's all they say. That's all they say. <laughs> that's that's, they say. that's be like this look, song's called "Dive Right In." Look, dude. Look, story of the year. We played Japan 14 times. That's all we've ever done. <laughs> that's all we've ever talked about. He's got a little dick. He's got a big dick. I love dudes. This yeah. song's called "Yeah Yeah Burning Years." Yeah. He have a small penis. He have a big penis. We love America. Yeah. And then play a song. That's story of the year. I gotta we're take like, my coat off we're now. Like Borat, dude, dude, I dude. would have loved it. If, yeah. Actually, there was some Chinese or uh, <laughs> Japanese punk bands that would tour every once in a while. I remember seeing a like for open for Suicide Machines or something in the '90s, and I think it was similar shit. We've they, seen they songs are like pizza. They, they didn't speak English, and they would just yeah. say a couple funny things. And I was like, "That's fucking great." Yeah, but yeah, yeah. there was one year on Taste of Chaos. We had a bunch of Japanese rock bands on, and but I don't remember them talking about each other's dicks. <laughs> I mean, we were the epitome. We of, keep it real of uh, maturity at Yo, all points in our career. I Mook, Mook did Taste of Chaos. Mook, who was uh, who we opened for. Yep. Yep. Uh, One OK Rock. Yep. I We're fucking that. huge now. You're in yeah. Mook's DVD. I am. Unky Skull. I think so. I don't know. Oh, sick. Those are our bros, though. Or maybe we all are. I've got another good like Japan memory. Bring it. And I, I can't remember what city we were in, but it was the the five of us, four of us, uh, and myself. And we were going from walking from the hotel to sound check and we're going down. It might, it might've been Osaka, right? With the covered mile, right? Is it mm -hmm. Osaka? Yeah. And yeah. But, but I remember there's th like a New York sh city street where there's just hundreds or thousands of people in the street. And then there's the five of us and everyone in the, on the street had black hair, 
mm-hmm. and they were about a foot or two shorter than everyone. So there was like this plane of, of hair, right. That I see. And then I'm, I'm looking and part of my job was like always keeping track of, you know, who, who's gone and who's signing autographs or getting. And so keep, keeping track of the five of you guys, trying to get everyone, you know, on time to sound check or whatever we were doing. And I remember, and I would count, I'd be like one, two, three, Looking at the four, heads. five, yeah. count the heads. Cause like you, everybody was like a foot or foot and a half taller, yeah. you know, than everybody there. And it was the easiest way for me to keep track. Like, cause if we were going to a, a meet and greet or a signing or anything else in, in any other country, yeah, people, and we're not that tall technically, yeah, but, but everybody but there in Japan we are tall. is yeah. significantly shorter. That's the classic joke big in Japan, but, but dude, but it's true that in in Osaka, it's kind of a thing. In Tokyo, it's not really shit because Tokyo is kind of like Manhattan. Like there's just yeah, enough people, culture, different yeah, a lot people. Of diverse, yeah. A lot more diversity. In, but in Jill Tokyo. and I, we went to this little city called Nara. Yeah, yeah, you fucked a bunch of deers, we know. Point being, it's a, it's a small town. So when, Just kidding. I just think you told the story before. We fucked a bunch of deers. But uh, when we got there, we got out of the train and people were looking at us like... Like a little kid was like pointing at oh, us. So white like, face. Oh, white people. Yeah, you're yeah, like yeah. in the middle of nowhere and they've never seen white Yeah, and the white mom folks. was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like mm, yeah. pointing at, because at the time she had like fully platinum hair. I was like, you know, six feet tall, whatever. And we came out, <laughs> the only white people of that height and that look and the whole thing. And it was like a big fucking deal. Good story, Adam. Even in a bigger city like Osaka, you're, you're, you're still like, there they are. You know what I mean? Dude, I remember- yeah. You remember going to Japan for the first time and seeing people wear masks? Like yeah. now oh, it's yeah. like, you know, so people, if they had, if they were sick or whatever, out of respect, they'd wear a mask. There were a couple times where we were like losers. There's people in the front row. I don't know if you guys remember this, but like in the crowd in the front row and I used to take their mask off and I would put it on. <laughs> Do you guys remember that shit? <laughs> yeah. Dude. Yes. You started COVID. You brought it here. <laughs> wow, I didn't what learn. a concept. Dude, I didn't learn until years later. Why they were wearing them? I thought it was. I thought it was for the opposite reason. Like they didn't like they were germaphobes or some shit. Like yeah. they didn't want to get sick, and I didn't realize. <laughs> you till, thought that was like that was Japanese gangsters. Like that was their do rag. No, I thought just like these. <laughs> I saw the people that didn't want to get sick, and I I don't know. I was always drunk, so I I would just people would be in the front row, I'd grab their mask, and I'd put it on my face, and people would be like, Yeah, they'd be like, like, Oh no, yeah. No, no, so that no. one time I had that horrible fever in Japan might have been because of that. Yeah, because I grabbed someone's mask and no, gave you, you and roofied it. myself. But I did that like two or three times. Where I just grab, like, you imagine, like, just going to a show and grab someone's mask like, during COVID, just putting it on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. What are you doing with that on? Let me help it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> you wanted to do it. You wanted to do it. Yeah, but who? I can't fucking wait to go back there. We should stop talking about Japan, but I can't. It's like the number one place in the world I want to go. First, first time I ever ate a salad. <laughs> Japan. Wow. Yo, you, so like, you have you have you're like very anti lettuce, or at least you were, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I, I feel like you grew up a little bit. Like you well, probably eat vegetables now, right? Yeah, a little bit. But I grew up in Overland, Missouri. I ate meat and potatoes. I was and yeah, that's true. I was super like, picky too, but I became less picky before you became less picky. Yeah. Dude, I remember you saying very vividly, like. Why the fuck would you ever eat lettuce? You wore that shit like a badge of honor, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, st- but I, st- and I, st- I said it on Sunday with my family. I was like, "Why would I eat iceberg or romaine lettuce? It's like water with ranch on it. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. nutritional value." Yeah, yeah. But now, as I forced myself to be a healthier human, right, yeah. or just buy into the marketing of spinach and kale and arugula and things like that, at least there's a little bit of nutrition <laughs> in that shit. But yeah, I was in. We yeah. were in to- Tokyo at, at the Outback Steakhouse. In 
and I don't know if it was you guys or the crew or something. This is the best thing because every time we're in Tokyo, we go to Outback. <laughs> yeah. Dude, and Katsu, so stupid. And Katsu, some, shout out Katsu, is like, oh, yo, dude, Outback's the best shit of all time, dude. Yeah. And, and that's and where like, the fir- first time I ever ate a salad was, and somebody, somehow I got bet $100. The first time John Oaks Japan. ate a salad was as, as an adult in Japan. Yeah. In Tokyo at Outback Steakhouse, like, yeah. the most You're American like, well, place next to McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. We could like, go I'm to trying dinner. all these new new things. I might as well try salad, dude. I, I, at I, the I, Australian I, restaurant in Japan. Yeah. I will say, after like a week of eating all those awesome restaurants and all that cool, it's it's fucking awesome. But like, it is kind of nice to, when they go to Outback that one night. It's yeah. pretty tight. Get a cheeseburger. It's, it's fun yeah. to like eat all the fun traditional food, but then yeah, you yeah. go get a bunch of uh, fried <laughs> bullshit, bunch of America, America, yeah, a bunch of America. Dad, I went to Japan. I I ate sushi and I my dad's dead. Adam. Oh, <laughs> mine too. <laughs> yeah. All right. You guys and your dead ass dads. They're in heaven. Sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> Earl and Ralph sucking each other's dicks in heaven. In heaven. Oh, yeah. Guys, Man. guys, I don't mean to burst your bubble, but they're in hell then. <laughs> Sorry. Oh yeah, that's right. That's true. Earl and Ralph <laughs> sucking each other's dicks in hell. Wait, do you think if they get into heaven and then they start doing that, they go straight to hell? Yeah, what happens if you do it in heaven? Yeah. They got banished. But hey man, it's all love. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Uh, depends on which heaven and hell you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, well, we, skipped you, right, we skipped right ahead to all the touring, but oh, we didn't we didn't tell a lot of the oh, mid, go, middle ground go stories. I'll forget deal. though, real quick. Were you, were you still on tour with us when the bus driver told everyone we were 69ing each other? Uh, yeah, I you think, were. On yeah, warp yeah. yeah, like 2004. Or when he quit, tour. the day he quit, he yeah. quit oh, and, and told everyone in catering that the reason he quit was because he opened the curtain and saw us 69ing each other. So, so as you should, that, that day I told the whole crowd at Warp Tour that that, that, that happened yeah, yeah. and that we were 69. What's funny is like, as word of that got around, like I remember talking to like some of our people out there and, and everyone's, it was pretty much unanimous that, that everyone was like, yeah, sounds about right. Like no one even cared. They're like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. The only, the only band that never picked up chicks on tour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember, yeah, like, so so many times I tell people that, like, didn't know me as long as you guys have, and like, oh, what are you doing? It's like, oh, I've toured all around the world working with rock bands, and da-da-da-da, and they're like, oh, is there so much, like, sex and rock and roll? And I'm like... <laughs> Actually, I went with a bunch of married dudes. They're, yeah, like, yeah. they're like, so what's it like to be gay on the road? Yeah. And you're like, oh, no, no, we're not gay. It's just, you know. It was just gay. Tendency. Just kind of gay. Yeah. Yeah. Is 69 gay? Or... <laughs> like, with your friends? It's called curious, man. Oh, that's good times. What else is on your list? Well, hold on. Okay, so. Whoa, Dan. Whoa, Whoa. You don't Dan. have the list. Hey, Dan's... hold the fuck on, guys. Dan's got it. I was going to say, we, we, uh, we, we were in California. We. We were about to say the time when we got signed, like around that period you, of you life. Know, and so I've got a good segue to getting signed story. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. <laughs> Josh has let the air out of the tires. But uh, <laughs> but I liked it. That was him 69ing a guy in the back of the bus. <laughs> getting uh, like getting, getting that phone call that there was going to be an offer. Yes. And it was like, we're going to showcase and it's, it's tomorrow. It was like this really short period of time. Fucking 6 a.m. in the morning. And, and, but, <laughs> yeah. but we had just come back from tour. And so everybody had their like now wives or girlfriends or whatever, come out for a couple of days in between tours and, you know, get the rest and relaxation. And in the middle of that was no, we have to rehearse 
for the band to go to get the record deal. And I remember going, Adam's like wife or ex-wife was like so pissed that I drove to Disneyland and he came out and I picked him up on the street. <laughs> she stayed there and I drove him back to band practice. I had no, I had no way. I have zero I memory of this. I don't, no, I, I don't, don't even remember I this remember, at all. I picked you up from Disney to practice because you had to practice like, so you could Adam, get a fucking record you gotta come home, deal. dude. Like, we're gonna get signed like, tomorrow. That's fucking awesome. From Disneyland. Dude. You're, that, that's dope. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> and everybody that. else was at the house. That yeah. sounds about right. But we like, were all probably like, well, fucking go get him. Motherfucker needs to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. when is it? It's tomorrow. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't remember that at all. And then having, and, but in, was that in before the, we signed management and stuff? Yeah, yeah. So that was that was pre record deal. This was like yeah, the yeah. showcase okay, at yeah, the right. Right. Viper, Viper Room. Viper Room. Yeah, because yeah, like, we never ten o'clock in the morning. No, yeah, or we We went. Record deal, lawyer, management. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. this was all. This was all. John Feldman had. He was an A and R. Yep. For Maverick or Warner Brothers, so he set that up. Yep. After we had toured with them, that's yep. right. And and it was yeah, and set up the showcase. Yes. And then he came. And for John Maverick. and Feldman came down to the house that night. That yep. I like went and got him out. Went through some of the songs. Blah blah yeah, blah. He blah, sat in our practice like space. Set. Yeah. And just listened to our songs. He's like, nope, don't do that. <laughs> don't don't do that. That sucks. Yes, and then, do that. Isn't that and then wild? I remember, and I remember Man. it was again. You, and I don't think did any of your wives go or anything, or was it just mm -mm. Me no, and no, no, you guys, no. right? Like yeah. it was the band and me. And I remember and, being and like there. Five record people. It, it was it was Guy O'Siri, yep, um, Robbie, Robbie Snow, Snow, Robbie Snow, um, Bobby Snowtops, Snow John Feldman was there. Yeah, um, and I, I can't remember the other guy's name. He was one of the other A and R guys. Um, Somebody from. Reprise, Rick yeah. Astley. But yeah. there, there was like five yeah. or six of them. Yep. And that was yeah. it. And then 10 a.m. Yeah. Stupid early in the morning. 10 so we had to be there. We had to wake up and I, we, drive we there I, through like morning rush hour we didn't traffic sleep. to get there. No. No, yeah, we didn't sleep. Not. We had we to leave at like up. six or seven a.m. Yeah. Yeah. to get to LA to from Orange sure County. That we weren't late to be yeah. there. Yeah. And then yeah, and then and then it happened. And then so we did the show we did the showcase and then had to find a parking spot for the van and trailer. To go to that fucking vegan restaurant <laughs> oh. with Feldman, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. After, Native foods. Native foods. I remember yeah. going to eat yeah. after that. Yeah. In Westwood. Yeah. Yep. And and whatever it was, it was annoying to oh, so, park yeah. that van and trailer. So we played, we played this thing at the Viper Room, which is a legendary spot now. But uh, on at Sunset, 10 a.m. Right? and it's just the 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 but five the of us. Uh, it was still uh, our old guitar player Greg. Uh, it was the five of us on stage, and then John Oak's no, was, stand, standing over here. It was Josh on stage, and you well, guys yeah, running the, around yeah. the venue. Us just killing the whole venue. But there was nobody in there the venue but there. these five suit guys sitting in the back. So it's just we're playing for ourselves, basically. Running on the tables and all the shit. Just being as crazy as we can at 10 a.m. Yep. Because we wanted to get signed to Warner Brothers, to Maverick Records, you know? Deftones label. To, only yep. because That's Deftones. the only thing I care about. Yeah, yeah, Deftones. Deftones. Madonna's label. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Yeah, owned by Madonna at the time. And then uh, we all got in the van, loaded our shit, and weighed it. Hour and a half. What, and we and then we yeah we went to some terrible vegan restaurant to eat some <laughs> shitty food. I yep. love John Feldman. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, no, that hey, it that, was terrible. That, it was like card, it was like before vegan food had any hope of being good. Yeah, this was twenty like years e ago. It was like eating cardboard. It was super early on. Hey, that it, shit's it, great it, now. It, that restaurant's it, great now. It's what, not bad. What was it? What was it? Native food. Oh, sure. that was native foods. Yeah, it was I good. Th I think we all ate the chicken sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the best there was at the time, and I'm sure it's amazing now. Fried cardboard. Yeah. It's it's no uh you know uh, technology has come along. It's no McDonald's. It was no it was no number two at McDonald's. But it wasn't in and out, and I know that. But uh, that call did come really fucking fast. Yeah, right? we, we yeah. just kind of all waited, and then we got the call, and it was like, 
We, yeah. we turned hey, around. Hey guys, we were driving home. Hey guys, we turned around. You're, you're, you're signed built. to Maverick Records. We were in the van. They're gonna make an offer. Oh, I remember we were offer. in the van. You were driving. I ran up and kissed you, dude. We, <laughs> I remember we, that. We were pulling off of that street gaily onto Wilshire in Westwood, and it was like the the fucking offer was in. Yeah. The restaurant is on that street. We are pulling off of that street. We had just eaten. We were pulling off of that street onto West. Fuck you. He just John Oaks that door. He's <laughs> <laughs> fucking raised out of here. Get back into it. Having all the tour flashbacks right now. This is good, dude. Get back into that bathroom. <laughs> so... <laughs> But yes, so we went and ate first before the offer, and Feldman was like, "Dude, they're gonna offer. They're gonna give you guys an offer." We were like, "Okay, that's fine." And, and then we were in the van. Okay, I remember stupid got, literally got, leaving. Got, got the call in the van because I remember being in the car. Yeah, and, I remember yeah, being in the and van. We like, we had you're even, gonna get fucking signed. We, and we hadn't were even like, turned on Wilshire, and it's like Feldman's like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, so how much? Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let him know." And that was it, dude. Yeah. We fucking got the offer. Feldman rode in our van with us. <laughs> we were like, which is hilarious. We're like, now we're fucking signed, and that's like. That was everything we had worked for. And we went, that was it. We need, we need a lawyer. <laughs> well, yeah. so can now we the, the real work begins. So, so let's but, tell yeah. the lawyer story then, right? Because I remember, and I think it was Eric Greenspan's office. It might have been a different lawyer. No, it was but we, his. But we went to Eric Greenspan's office and... A bum asked Did, us for twenty bucks. Didn't have enough. Yeah, we. Yeah, you got a spare twenty. It was the first time ever in my life. Yeah, like, you got a spare twenty. Right. Said, no, like, <laughs> 20 we, we come to St. Louis. Ask for like, you got some change. Just call a bucks. bum, Jules. But, but in L.A., you got a spare twenty, and we we parked. It was too expensive. Like the toad. Yeah, it was too expensive for us to pay for parking in the lawyer's office, so we parked at the Seven Eleven and, it got, and yes. walked. And then, on the way of us not having enough money to pay for parking, got asked for a spare twenty, and the van got towed. And this and we was had like, a run. We had a it, yeah. We, we didn't have enough on money, and we went in doubt. Down Crenshaw, like all the streets Dude, that, that, yeah, wow. that the West Coast rappers like rapped about. We walked down those streets and got the van and like begged and pleaded and got some sort of like deal to Dude. get the van out of the tow yard. I completely and forgot we didn't about have that. enough money. What cause, is because no, nobody would tell us. I bet Eric Greenspan's office could validate a parking spot somewhere. <laughs> we, we didn't know. We didn't know. This is a business meeting before. Dude, we didn't even under, we didn't know what validation was. We didn't yeah, understand yeah. that it concept. Was no comprehension. And then we, we were like, what is this lawyer going to do? I don't even know where where am I? And it's Snoop Dogg's lawyer too. It's yeah, like yeah. it's like big time dude who became our lawyer for a lot of years. But what what he is that? he could have got us out of that. Shout out Eric Greenspan. Yep. Thanks. Yeah, what what and is then, And so well, I remember running to the tow yard. Yeah, no. absolutely. <laughs> Through the hood. Yeah. And the weird thing is that none of that was weird to us. We're just like, oh, fucking, we got towed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's go get the van. Where's the, it at? It's such a minor detail in my brain. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I guess we got towed. We, had, we got an hour to go back yeah. down south. Because we were so. like, fuck it, we're signed. Everything's <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. So then the, the, the record offer comes in, meet with the lawyer, and then took a couple of different management meetings right because it was like me going from like the the minor leagues to the major leagues and we had made a decision to like get a manager that would work with you and work with me and like, like i only yeah, remember one management meeting did we, we have multiple yeah we went uh, we, we met with you guys. we met with mest's manager we met with another oh, guy um yeah 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 it's yeah. some like outdoor restaurant thing like cj Which, uh, what yeah. the, it was a two-letter he word was a name. dude who uh, did like kill switch and somebody else or something oh, yeah it was yeah. like more of like a metal hardcore kind of dude yeah. But then was, we, I, was we, I sleeping? 
you, maybe you didn't go to that one. I don't know. But there was there was a couple management meetings. We didn't hire him, so I but don't then know. the thing that I remember about I meeting with with Reese at the TGI Fridays right <laughs> by his house. TGI Fridays, yeah, and, 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 and Paul Gomez and Scott Harmon. Yeah. Yep. Yes. But we're we're sitting we're we're driving down Freeze and there's management. a to, there's a toll road and we're driving the van that that I had bought across the street from Emos. Yeah. And there was five six of us in the van and it was like a couple of dollars toll we couldn't even pay it none of us we didn't have enough money to pay I mean, the toll. we drove through it didn't we, we? Yeah, we got a ticket like we said we don't have enough money we have to go we have to go to and we, what's money and we and we and we went through we the thing we didn't know what the fucking toll the, road the, was the alarm yeah, like, and the sirens what? and everything went yeah. off and like there's flashing lights and like we got a ticket because we didn't have enough money to pay the toll yeah. on the way to the management <laughs> meeting. But luckily enough, there was enough gas in the gas tank to get us there. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing, dude. We had just been on tour <laughs> all summer. Hey, but it worked because we pulled up to the restaurant. But then and then and then so we're we're sitting. I re- I remember this. We're sitting inside the restaurant, like in in the TGI Fridays, like kind of by the bar. But you can look out the window, and as people are coming up, we're like, you think it's them? You think it's him? You think it's him? What about those WWE looking motherfuckers? <laughs> yeah. That was it. And I remember us going, dude, I, I wish it was I, those guys yeah, right there. Yeah, the Ryan said specifically like, WWE. dude, please be those guys. Yeah. Please <laughs> be them. They're, they're, yeah. walking up, they're walking up to it. It's, it's, it is them. It's, it's them. three of them. Yeah. And it was like going on a blind business yeah. date. Yeah. Nobody had sleeves on. And, and, yeah. and Re- Reese is big. Scott Harmon is, Scott Harmon's like one of the only people that knocked out Chuck Liddell, like cold knockout in a UFC fight. Yes. Legitimate story. Like six foot four, like big, like Muay Thai, and, and muscly ass. Pa- and Paul Gomez, big, you know, so three big dudes. Yeah. Getting out of Gomez. like, like jacked up SUVs and, and pickup trucks with giant muscles. And we collectively I, I weighed 400 pounds window. between the six of us <laughs> yeah. at, the, at the table. And that's yeah. the beginning. That was yeah. Good. yeah. And, and it was them. And then we had the best meeting ever because they're the most amazing people. And what's on crazy the is full circle now we're like, Working with Reese again because our management situation involves yeah. Reese. Yep. Pretty he crazy. has always been a part of our career. Even when he wasn't managing bands, it was like, okay, we'll do festivals with him. Yep. And then you were working with him still. John Oakes was still over there working with Freeze Management for a long time. Ryan, do you think you got the Jack Daniels steak? <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, should we jump forward and talk about how you became uh, one of those people? Wow. Which one? <laughs> what did it become? Which ones? Being a, a concert promoter and all that kind of shit, or should we keep it back here? Yeah, just know. as our career started kind of going downhill and we were taking a hiatus, you became like a baller guy. Do you want to keep telling story? I mean... We'll do whatever you want. You're the guest. To, whatever. You're the guest. We'll do whatever you want. Well, there, and there's like the transition, because like, I feel like we, we just got to record deal, right? I feel like there's yeah. so... You know, and then... And then it started, right? So you go from being like high school, adolescent, teenage friends, moving to California and going to reach the unobtainable goal, right? Like get a record yeah. deal, right? Yeah. That was the unobtainable goal. And then, and then it happened. And, f- and for me, that was, it was kind of a unique, like, and I'll call it like conundrum for myself is like, I wasn't in the bank. I remember like getting the record deal and I'm like, okay. But like the van that I paid for is now paid off. The credit cards that I maxed out for the band are now paid off. But like, what's next? Right. And that's so, where the, the so, connection with Reese and yeah. the foundation of like touring and learning and working with working with Reese, you know, and him and I had put together a deal that like I would learn from him, like learn yeah. from the guy that w- was 
worked with Guns N' Roses, right? Yeah. And I'm like, this is the best thing ever. I get to tour around the world with my childhood best friends, right? And then learn everything along the way from being out on the road, right? And so it was, it was just such an awesome experience in, in my life, you know, to be able to, for all of us to be able to do that, like to travel all around the world and laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all, the, you, all the shit we thought we knew that whole time we were trying to get there. We didn't know shit at all. Nothing yeah. at all. <laughs> and then all of a sudden we like, we're like, okay, now we're going to really figure out how to do this. Yeah. yeah. And, and like on a real, really, really, really key component of that for the five of us at the time was there was another band and you can probably think of it right now who had a similar like fifth member or sixth member or whatever, who was on their record deal. The and guy in Voodoo Goals calls it, which is dance. <laughs> was it that? There was just, there was another like punk rock band where they had like a, a similar thing where they had their John Oaks and he was like on the record deal. And I remember us having conversations about that when we were maybe on tour with Goldfinger and we got the offer and you weren't on the actual paperwork you were super bummed on that. And we were like, we, we had this whole like, like kind of childhood I- idea. We were like, yeah, that's how it's going to work. But then, then I learned what a commission was. Right. And like all, <laughs> all, all this shit. And it was like, well, no, actually this dude who's been you been with you the whole time. He, he's not a member of the band, but he's going to become an employee and he's going to be assume this whole other role. Oh, I didn't, I was like too stupid to even p- process what, like, cause for like, me it was such know, a change, Yeah, you know? And like, we talked about like, there's this this unobtainable goal and we were all together as one and it never for me it had never crossed my mind of like i'm not in the band right and when we get the record deal like i'm not going to sign the paperwork it was a really like hard moment to like process all of that right everything had not gone away to school had quit going to school had moved to california because of the band because of the band because of the band and then to get like this first real like official legal document and like not be on the paperwork. And I'm like, now it t- totally makes sense, right? Yeah, it was yeah. the right thing to do. That's what I meant by we was, didn't know anything technically we, we about know, what we were doing. Know, I didn't know what a fucking manager was. I was just the guy that did everything I could do. But yeah. you yeah. were the From, manager though. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Like yeah. you were the manager. You were the manager, tour manager, booking agent, street team captain. <laughs> Sponsorship. Like, all of yeah. It. Yeah, yeah. And like, that's how it continued to be. But we just had to figure out what your role really and, meant. And, 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 and I remember when you guys went into the studio sitting there going, well, what, what am I going to do? Am I going to start a merch company? And am I going to start a, this thing? Like I went through all these like entrepreneurial, like ideations of what's, what's next for me yeah. while you're recording the record. And so I did the next best thing. I got a season pass to go snowboarding in Colorado <laughs> and you guys went into the studio and yep. I just, I went and bummed it in Colorado and snowboarded like 40 days or something that, that year while you guys were in the studio and then came back, like never moved out of like our house or whatever in California, but like yeah. went and did you guys went into the studio and like same process as before. Like, I'm not going to write the music. I'm going to do everything else. Yeah. And then we just kept doing that. Right. And then, and then, and and I'm so grateful like for the relationship with Reese because Reese, you know, kept putting me in a position of like delegation and more responsibility and motivate. And I, and I sat with him and worked out, you know, certain details of stuff with him on the side of the record deal to like, to feel included. Yeah. Right. And it, and it all, it, it, you know, it worked out, you know, dude, did Reese ever say anything to you? Where he kind I've of like, talked to him. Are you, do, have you ever nope. met John Reese? Um, 
where he kind of like acknowledged your role and kind of like set you on a path or did it all just kind of fall in place? Because he had to have recognized like, oh, wow, we have like an additional dude, a fourth or fifth right here who can like do a lot that's going to help. This band's already set up. There's de- there was way. definitely you know conversations I mean? like, and, and I remember the first like one-on-one meeting I had with Reese, it was like after that group meeting and we started, you know, the, the onboarding of like management, somebody with experience, right. Not just your childhood friend. And, and then I went, I went down to Reese's house yeah. one-on-one and like had a meeting with him mm-hmm. and was like, and it was kind of like me, like almost like marking my territory being like, yeah. these are my guys and this is my band and we did this. And like, what are you going to do for me? <laughs> you yeah. know? Like, what are we going to do? Yeah. Right. And, and it was like this like second meeting, you know, to like confirm my participation and not just being like the, you know, third, third wheel kind of fifth wheel, sixth wheel kind of guy, yeah. you know? And but it, I'm Dan's friend. <laughs> but but I remember when I saw him skateboarding that one fateful day. But we learned how to play drums together. <clears throat> yeah, dude, that, that that's dope. And that, that had to be like, I mean, who knows? Maybe Reese will tell us different at some point in the future if he's on this podcast or if we talk again. But like that had to be a that has to be a cool thing for a manager to see like not only a band who's very self sufficient, but they have this additional person that's already built in who's ready to be their tour manager or whatever else that person's going to become. We had the trust system built up with all of our friends, like we were saying with Tim yeah. and Trust last week. Even when we would bring people on the road, it was like yeah. we had these friends built into our crew of people. They're like, we never had to worry about that kind of stuff. I mean, we would all argue about everything and be like, what the fuck is wrong? You know? Yeah. But, but, it, but we, all knew, where, we all knew what. I don't remember that. Yeah, nobody ever <laughs> argued with you, not once. Uh, but we all knew that you were there for that reason, for the right reasons, and we were all in it together, you know? Yeah. And we might have all foregone college and all that, but like, holy fuck. The education that we got. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. You know? Like, College I, is a waste of money and time. Like, we... <laughs> for most yep. people. I like, think about yes. how much... Definitely would have been for us. Like, how much life we've lived up until this moment. Oh, it's like, un- yeah. unbelievable. Like, it's unfucking believable you yeah. know? And I I think about that, like, at the beginning of... My, like, we were, t- we were... I was 21 years old when we moved, and most of us were 21, 22, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember, at, the, at that point in my career being in for probably the first decade from the time that I was like 21 until I was probably 30 or 31, always being the youngest person in the room. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. always the youngest person in the room. Like I'm sitting at a table with Guy O'Siri and Robbie Snow and these people that are like true professionals, mm-hmm. you know, from my like mm-hmm. little league perspective, like the, the punk rock skateboard and school skipping truant kid from Missouri. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and I'm in this meeting and I'm talking to these people and I remember it like I was the youngest person. I was the youngest person. I was the youngest person. It just continued. But that kind of like entrepreneurial like DNA, like I think that was like you guys are gifted with music and other things. But I was the kid that like went to the police auctions and bought stolen bikes back, put them back together, had a, <laughs> yeah. you know, a candy store when I was a kid on the street <laughs> yeah. selling stuff, bringing bubble gum and backpack. Like the candy like, shop. Everything except for selling drugs. It was like I was always hustling, figuring out a way been good at selling to drugs. sell stuff. Yeah. You know, and I did that from like at a very young age. And then as I became older through the skateboarding and music, like just channeled that like entrepreneurial, like, like, and I don't know, know where it came from. Like, I think it's just in like some people are like purebred, like athletes and musicians and things like that. Like, and that like business marketing motivation, entrepreneurship is just 
that's my gift, I, I feel yeah. like, right? And I don't say that to sound yeah. like arrogant no, or sure, narcissistic yeah. no, that's, or something. That like, is true. And, just, and like I said earlier, that I was not, that was not me. And, it was, and it, that's why it worked for both of us as early friendship. I was like the dude who could play the music and do that kind yeah, of shit. And, and, and I you would handle all the, the shit. other shit. Yeah, and I was, I was like, like you perfect. Be, you be the lead singer. <laughs> I'll carry awesome. the microphone case. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> it was like a perfect dynamic there. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, from hum, Humblebee to what? Hum, yeah, Humblebee '67. Spasm. What was that? Was the song we wrote? <laughs> that's the name of the song. We wrote I a think song. That's true. Why the yes. fuck are we just now hearing about this? Well, I just remembered. Spasm. I was trying to recall. I forgot about that. Yeah, we yeah. wrote that. It that's was a hit. It's a you hit. Know, when all the Nirvana titles worry, were something stupid like afraid. that, so you had yeah. to. Every day I'm not afraid. Don't worry. Yep. That's my mind plays tricks on me every day or something like that. Is that a Ghetto Boys lyric or a Humblebee song? That's, that's Ghetto zombie. Boys. Both? Maybe probably maybe both. Probably both. <laughs> that's Ghetto Boys. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. But yeah. Yeah. And then that evolution, for me, the evolution of like that moment. And, and I, re- I remember like getting the record deal, being there. And I was like, what the fuck am I going to do now? And I did like any 21 year old that lived in California did. Like I went out to the bars and got fucked up for like four days in a row. And then I remember literally remember on like the fifth day, it was like, well, that's done. What am I going to do now? Right. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's enough of that. And oh, like, so you used to party fucking hard, dude. Yeah. There's a reason why I'm sober now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you went hard, dude. As uh, seen in our DVDs. Always Jaeger too. Uh, dude, dude Jaeger shots. No, always Jaeger. fucking us up on Jaeger. Jaeger. You know, um, can we talk? Can I talk about Jaeger for a minute? This is yeah. a good story, yeah. right? Uh, I'm gonna connect. The, okay, yeah, the, this is gonna, I know what you're gonna say. So, this makes sense. Um, when we we did a show with, and I, it might have been that Mustard Plug, Student Rick, Motion City soundtrack. We were in um, Minneapolis. And Bone Thugs and Harmony played. Oh, the third oh, yeah, story yeah. of that. And there, and there, there was there was the the Ascot Room, which was like the small little club for a couple hundred people, and then the Quest Theater, right? The Quest, the Quest Theater yep. Yep. is like you know fifteen hundred cap, whatever size theater. And we were the matinee show playing in the Ascot Room. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's two two great points about this for me that like became like legacy moments like years later in my career is. Uh, the promoter of that show was Rich Best, um, who is now the the West Coast vice president or whatever his job title is for Live Nation, right? Wow, and, oh shit. And, and I remember him, it was like going to settle the show with him and he wrote the check, and, but he signed his name. I remember, just remember, vividly remember him signing it, right? And mm-hmm. then it was Bone, Bone Thugs and Harmony playing and there's like a, yeah. a very emotional connection that we all have through Josh to Bone Thugs and Harmony, <laughs> right? <laughs> through Josh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you definitely were the one who knew you Bone Thugs the, bo- the most. Yeah, yeah. The I don't Thugs know why, fan. though. Yeah, but because you could sing all the fucking words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Ryan could, he just yeah. didn't. And, and you sang great. more than the rest we, of yeah, us. We learned lyrics sense. together in this truck. We used to write them down. Yeah, but go ahead, keep going. But who performed the shit? I do definitely remember this day. But then, yes. and, but then at this show, and I remember negotiating that we all got like passes to go to the Bone Thugs thing. But then I think we had to leave early because we, we had did. to drive we, yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> we we got, I remember getting the passes, and then, and then we yeah, we had to leave to get to the next thing. But also on the loading dock that day, that tour was sponsored by Grey Goose, which is started by Sidney Frank. Sidney Frank, the human being, had the company, the Sidney Frank Importing Company, which is who he started. This guy, it like, and I'm going to fuck up details of the story. The guy's like 70 or 80 years old and starts Grey Goose Vodka. Right? All right. But but he was the North American or the United States importer for Jägermeister, 
right? So Sydney Frank, the importing company, has Jägermeister, Grey Goose, and and Rick Zeiler. Shout out Rick Zeiler comes walking down. And it was like this cobblestone Minneapolis like street. And and if you remember at the Quest Theater, maybe you don't. Like the loadout sucked. You had to like go down an elevator, mm-hmm. down yep. a hallway, onto a loading dock, and then we had to take the fucking cabs like off the look because we didn't have a truck. Yeah. Right. Like off the loading dock, and it was just like a four part pain in the ass to fucking cobblestone. Right. Yeah. And I remember. Like in, in the the van had to be parked and trailer like a block or blocks down the road. So I'm sitting on, we got most of the gear coming down and I'm playing security guard sitting there. And this, this little guy bouncing down the the road comes up and he's like, Hey man, what's going on? I'm Rick. Da, 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 da. Here's my business card. And like hands me his business card. And on the back of it, it has the gray goose logo, the Jägermeister logo, all these things. And, and that year that was, that was 2001 right? When this happened and I get his business card and kept in touch with him for a couple of years. And at that point, like everything that story of the year was doing and that I was involved with, with Adair and the used and everything else, none of it was age appropriate for alcohol, right? Cause alcohol, yeah. you have to be definitively 70% over the age of 21, so on and so Our forth. Our fans were all 16 at right? the time. Mm-hmm. And so for years at that point, I kept this guy's business card and kept in touch with him. And then when we started Mayhem Fest, Reese and I with, with Kevin Lyman and CAA became partners in starting the Mayhem Festival. I called him and put together a sponsorship deal with Jägermeister because at that point it was like hard rock, heavy metal, you know, and it made yeah. sense to be 21 plus. Active rock, all that shit, and yeah. From that day at the Bone Thugs and Harmony show, hmm. got the business that's card. That's how and the whole Jaeger thing happened. Too. Dude, but, I had no idea. Holy shit! That, and that's one piece to it. The other part is my family's German, and my great grand or my grandfather would last drink it. Oaks and Jaeger would, would drink Jaeger, <laughs> and so there was just like this. I think feel like this affinity to Jaeger. My and it was just fucking awesome, right? Um, I, I don't know if I ever agreed with you on that one, but yes. <laughs> but if you had seven, you would agree. <laughs> Oh, I've had seven before. Yeah, yeah. shit's gross. With you, because that's what I thought you were going to get at was one of the oh, first times we ever drank we, together. I'm pretty yeah, sure. So we should. So I'll wrap that part. Is like in that like that moment. That's called serendipity, you know. And yes. it all it all just came back around. But it was it wasn't until 2000. When did we start? Mayhem was in 2008, I believe, seven or eight. And and I put together a deal with them to bring the Jägermeister mobile stage and become a sponsor of Mayhem. Like from that day, that makes sense, six, for six years, you know, wait, 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 build a relationship and then put together a deal with them. That's wild. And then what you, so what year, Dan, did you start drinking? That's when we put out the Black Swan and that was around then, like 2007 or eight. And yeah. And so at that point, and I, you know, anybody that's seen the DVDs can uh, know that I drank too much at times. I'm a zero to 100 and I do that with everything in life. And <laughs> Shout the same out thing with alcohol. Yeah. Yes. And, and so my childhood best friend, I'd never had a beer with, I'd never drank with, right? Cause he was straight edge through all this shit. Yep. Um, and then we were at my house. Cause at this point I had my big house in California and you guys were playing, I think it was the K-Rock weenie roast. And it, I think yes. it was the beginning of the tour and but I remember, I remember the tour bus like actually came to my house. Yeah. And then we, we, we took kegs from the party at my house <laughs> and put them on the bus. Yeah. And yeah. then the next day they yeah. were in front of the bus. Yeah. yeah. That was the, the first show. time I'd ever played hungover because I'd never been hungover. <laughs> and, yeah. And I remember we were, and, and it was a bunch of people come over to my house and we were having a party. I remember like, this shit. And, and I remember, I remember turning around and I had all these like, like 
lights, like like light show, like like in, dance in party the back, lights in, yeah. in the back room, like the party party room at the yeah, house. We had a rager at your house, yeah. And and then I turn around and you were drinking, and I went. <laughs> Because at this point, you guys had all moved back to St. Louis, so there was a little bit of distance. Like, yeah, like we, I, we, I we was, didn't see each other much. I was anymore. over the phone and email, but like wasn't there on a daily daily yeah, basis yeah. where you guys were in the studio and, and and all that. And I'm and I'm like, what the what the fuck? What the f- huh? you want a shot of Jaeger? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, didn't you have behind the bar? You had the chilled yeah. Jaeger dispenser, yeah, yeah. right? Absolutely. You had the yeah. whole setup, and yeah. now it makes sense because yeah, that yeah. was like your yeah. sponsor. Kegs of beer. We're like, why do you have Jaeger, so much Jaeger, Jaeger dude? Yeah, it's like Cases it looks like a, like a slushy machine with Jaeger, but it's cooling yeah. the shit. So, like yeah. you said, if you have seven, I definitely had seven. <laughs> yeah, 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 at least I was so. I was like, I, do you want another shot? Do you want yeah. another beer? We just, like, kept just went for it. it. Yeah, made up for lost time. Yep. Fucking a. Oh, dude! Everything just came rushing back to me that whole night. I remember the Monty dudes were with us. Justin Muir was there. That's right. Yep. That's right. Yep. Yeah. 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 And there was, and there was tour no buses parked in front of my house. Was Steve there too? I feel like yeah, Steve was the whole there. Band. Yeah. They were on tour with us. Yeah. That's. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that's when you started like time officially. Traveling. No, like yeah, <laughs> but you started. It's uh, the first time I. Well, let's talk about that. Traveling. Are you down to talk about that? Which part? I don't know. Just like your sobriety and stuff. You're down to talk about that? Because yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like always. I don't drink, I don't drink anymore because I drank enough. I won that game. I'm a champion of the world. <laughs> he achieved uh, the highest level. <laughs> so conquered. do you mind me asking, is it like. Up, up, down, right? Was it both, hard? A, B, start. Yeah. Was it hard? Like when you. Like, you well, know, no. Like, was it, was there like, if you, do, is this, is this suck to talk about? No, not at all. Was there one day where you're just like, fuck this, I'm done? Or was it like a slow kind of There was, deal? it was like a, a short runway where I was contemplating not drinking. Right. And, and, and I guess to, to that point, like, I'll give a little bit of like, I'm, and I mentioned it, like I was never a a person that drank alcohol that would just drink a beer after a night of work. Right. I would drink all the beers and all the shots. (laughs) Right. And, and, and then I would go days, weeks and, and even longer periods of time, like not drinking. And then, but for me, like taking that that same work ethic that we had as kids, right? When we were teenagers, like I fucking worked all the time. And there, and there was not a lot of like downtime for like R and R or whatever. And as, as we grew, like alcohol for me just became that release. It was yep. like, that was the fucking blow off valve. It's like, I'm putting the phone down. I'm putting the computer away. Let's get fucked Fuck up. Fucking I'm done. You know? yeah. And just and go zero to 100. Right. Yeah. And did, and then for years, you know, of the, like the, that, opportunity, you know, presenting itself. And then it got to a point like a little bit later in my career. And this is, I'm like four years in almost five years into being sober, um, which is, it's still crazy to think about that. But like in that transition, it was like, man, I got so much other shit that I want to do. And it became like a, it went from being like a blow off valve to like a distraction that I felt like was slowing me down. Right. And so I quit drinking. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Was it one of the last times you drank wasn't the the time when we came out to California. It was around it was the same clo- time. It was close. Probably, probably not the a last couple time, mu- but a couple months after. That. I remember being out hanging out with you, and we either played or we went to that punk rock festival or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And we drank hard for like three days. Oh yeah, yeah. Like just insanity. And I was even like, Jesus Christ, dude, he can fucking drink. And that was whenever <laughs> I was really good at it already. But I was like, fuck. Even Gabe was with us and everything. Yeah. yeah. And Gabe was like, dude, John Oaks can fucking drink. I was well, like, and, then, yeah. and it was extra because it was like I was hanging yeah. out with you. Yeah. And we were all in California. That, but, but yeah, but I remember this, shortly after that, you were like, uh, I don't drink anymore. I was like, and, fuck. And, and and so making that decision really was like, I, I can work more. I'm you know healthier. This that the other whatever. Yeah. Just more time. And and it's just was it got to a point to where 
the the way I was with I didn't have a normal relationship with alcohol. It was yeah. fucking wide open, a hundred percent. Well, you don't but, have a normal relationship with life. Yeah, exactly. Because we, yeah. we can kind of excessively do anything we want in in the business that we're and, all and in. That's, you know? And and that's it, right? It just tra- right. it just trans transferred into my alcohol consumption. Is yes, related. It's real uh, easy to it's, get it's to as that well point. documented in the story of your DVD. <laughs> yeah, dude. So on that. How many that, times did I pass out in the front lounge in front of my computer, drunk as shit, trying of, to work? All of, all <laughs> of them, every time, all the times. Um, dude, you remember? I'm point, pointing to Ryan. You right now. to do it. I see. Well, how, how we had so much footage of you, John Oaks, hammered and just doing like epic drunk guy stuff, epic shit that like would be in any jackass video, anything that would just like the most priceless footage of a dude hammered doing the most. And I remember begging you guys to keep it out of the DVD. Yes. <laughs> well, you, you made all the sense in the world. You're like, it's, I remember, cause I, I was like, uh, not butthurt, but I was like, from my point of view, I was like, this is the best shit of all time. How yeah. can we not put this in? It's yeah. like so funny and it's so amazing. Our DVD is going to suck without this stuff in it. And then you were like, I think it's really ri- ridiculous that, 80% of your DV would be me. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's okay. He has a point <laughs> dude, there. And then yeah. Reese said to us, like, he kind of like leveled with us and he was like, dude, you're going to destroy this dude's career. I don't even remember that. I just remember going, like, oh, yeah, like, no, he said it, it to be, us straight up. It shouldn't be 80% John Oaks yeah. and 20% Story I think Deer. I remember going to Reese, going, yeah. like, intimidate these fuckers to take some of yeah. my dumb drunk yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. He said it to us straight up. He's like, dude, you got a lot of it. Just pick the best stuff. If you put it all in there, you're going to wreck this dude's career. Like, I don't remember which none that. None of it was terrible. It's for just, sure. We would for always sure. fuck with you every day because you would work. You got up. You always got up way too early. Either way, you would be drinking till three and then still get up at six a.m. You know that was always your style. Yeah. And never hung I never, over. I didn't get hangover. That was my yeah. superhuman yeah. strength. Dude, is I never got hung yeah. over. So you would be tired as fuck. Obviously, so nine ten p.m. or you know after midnight the show. after the yeah. show. You would immediately shut down and just be out, and we'd be like, we'd just be like, fucking Oaks is fucking passed out again, so and we draw shit you. on your face, we like draw sharpie. on you, we'd shave that your never head. We, I don't know, remember that. A lot yeah. of that shit made it in the DVD, but it wasn't like you were, you know, out fucking stabbing people or well, being crazy. It's just we would fuck with you constantly, and, and for, from like Adam and I being like the editors, and exactly. we were we we were just like uh, so everything we ran everything through the Pantera filter. These yeah. dudes Pantera fucking parties, they go crazy. It's wild. You were fucking the most wild and crazy on the bus. So we wanted it to be like Pantera. So we wanted it to be like, look how fucking hard, hard our crew parties and shit like that. You know, and I don't it, remember the recent. I just remember just going dude, like, oh, yeah, it can't be 80 percent Oki and 20 percent story of the year. Dude. Yeah, yeah. And, and it essentially was a lot of it still made it, though. I, yeah. I, it was I, very I, much I, like, I definitely remember the behind the scenes part, because this, at this point I was in California in the management office. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Looking at the DVD and I'm like, <sighs> Oh, like that was awesome. And that's awful. <laughs> yeah, 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 I remember it. Yeah, yeah. But, and we were doing a thing that was very much like reality TV. Like you look at, you know, some like at, at that time, like uh, American Chopper or whatever, or like where you just take all the most intense shit and you, you focus on that. Cause that's the most entertaining and it's not necessarily representative of what a person is like day to day. Yeah, for sure. And it's, that's 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 the version. You got to show me on the phone yeah. before I pass out. Right. It wasn't showing any of your hard work that you've yeah. done all day. It was like, just the fucking dumb shit at the end and, of the night. And yeah. think about now, like today, especially like we're kind of in this era of like hyper cancel culture. Like, imagine any of us like trying to like run for any kind of office or any, like Adam. Like, it's, it's, let's just say like Timmy. Let, running for yeah. Let's just say like, yeah. let's say like five years from now, you're just like, dude, I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I want to like run for whatever, blah, blah. I want to be an alderman like Timmy. And then some, and then your opponent digs up. Well, well, here's his butthole. 
Well, here's him rollerblading across page, <laughs> yeah. butt naked. I could give a yeah. hundred examples of why any of us, any of us. But the it, good thing is, it, ours was the entertainment business, so much like Donald Trump, it would just be an yeah. asset, and you would win. Are we Trumpers? <laughs> <laughs> be an I asset, so. and you would win. <laughs> yes. Just go with it. That's uh, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, like any one of us. Until about eight years ago, that was not possible. But but it goes back to what you said, like for a moment earlier, is like, I don't have anything to hide about that. It's like nothing really like, and it was the best part about traveling around the world with a professional driver is like, all I had to do is pass back yeah, out yeah. on the bus yeah, and wake yeah. up yeah. the next day yeah, and go to you work. Doing anything I was wrong. fine. I didn't, and, yeah. Dude, you and know? we're all like in our yeah. fucking mid twenties and like all of us hit the fucking lottery. All of us, like all of our wildest fucking dreams came true. That's what we were supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. You should have been blackout drunk. Every <laughs> yeah. day. Yeah. I should have been, but I wasn't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I was the weird one. Yeah, I mean, like, we did what we were, like, fuck. It wasn't every day. It was, like, two no. days a week. True. But <laughs> but all, all that all that said, when you decided you weren't going to drink, it doesn't seem like you had, like, an AA moment. It seems like you, in very John Oaks fashion, were like, okay, pragmatically speaking, this it's probably a good idea for me to stop. Yeah, and I'm it, cu- And it was, and, and that was, I didn't use the word pragmatically in my mind, but <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. It was just, like, but, it, but it was like an there wasn't a robot. It was like you telling it? it was like ev- ev- like like everything else that I do. I was like, you know what? I contemplated it, for, and, and there, there was that conjured thought, probably for about two three weeks, and then I I went out, and really the thing w- was for me, it was all about, and I say all about work and like self preservation, and I went to an event. That I was like, I'm gonna go down there, see. It was one of Reese's shows. I'm gonna see all these people, and of course, it was a beer festival, right? I'm like, <laughs> I'm just gonna go down there and say hello, hang out for like an hour, and then like I've got this list of things to do that like I've got to get back to work and accomplish, right? And I went down there and had a beer and had another beer and had another beer, and then all of a sudden it's like two, two o'clock in the morning, and 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 I woke up that next morning and I was like, I'm done. Like I, yeah. like I, I wanted to accomplish this stuff. I wanted to get this work done and I didn't, and I just, and, and didn't drink and I haven't drank since. Does it, if you don't mind me asking, do you ever like struggle with it? Is there ever times you're just like, fuck a beer sounds good. You know, and like a beer always sounds good. Cause I, and especially like at the end of my drinking career, like I was, I was the guy that would sit down at the bar and be like, Oh, I want a flight of whatever beers you bring. Like they give you five. Like I just loved craft yep. beer and yep. the flavors and yep. flavor profiles. Like I had adapted to like drinking all the, we like did a craft beers. beer festival together yeah, in St. Louis. And I, th- I was sober then. Yeah. Yeah. We, or else yeah. it wouldn't like, I was, so, that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's weird. But yeah, but, that you know, and and so I think that the there's been there's absolutely been like moments of like what I'll call it like temptation or whatever. Like right? I, like I can have one who it's not. Gonna nah, hurt but it, and for me, it's not that. Like it's it's evolved to like a, even a different point where it's like I'm not gonna have like it almost comes in like like a depressing moment now, you know, mm-hmm. because I've been sober for so long and it's like this, the stuff that didn't really affect me when I was a drinker. Now it's because I've been sober for so long. It's like, man, something fucked up happened. Like I'm, I'm dealing with stress in business or financials or something. And I'm like, man, I could just go to the bar and get fucked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I have I, like, I it's could, like this like devil on my shoulder. You could forget about yeah. all that for yeah, the yeah, day yeah. if you wanted to. And, yeah. and it's, and it's like, a, but it's like a real quick thing. And I'm like, oh, get that motherfucking voice out of my head. Cause it, yeah, yeah. it went from being a fun part. Cause again, the, my alcohol consumption, it was, it was never anything that I never went to a dark place really. Right. And it was never anything extremely negative. And I always had 
a driver or enough money to where I was like, Oh, pay for a driver, pay for a limo. Like yeah. at that point, like I was making enough money to where like, I wasn't drinking and driving. Like I was right. paying somebody to drive if I wasn't mm -hmm. on the yeah. bus. Right. Yeah. Or yeah. if it wasn't tour related. So like that safety and that really was, was it kind of, it always been important to me mm -hmm. was like not drinking and driving. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, I wasn't that person. Yeah. I was the guy that had a fucking limo and all the <laughs> drinks you know, yeah. with me or a driver. Brought 20 you know, people with you. Paying, yeah. You know, drive, you know, paying somebody to drive, you know? So it's been, but I'm really like, I feel like comfortable in it now. Like I don't, I don't That's think cool. about it at all. Like I'm surrounded by alcohol. Yeah, on we're the all table drinking here while, like, while you're not. Give, yes, and I still like, and I, and so much of what I do now, like producing events and promoting events, is selling alcohol. Yeah, you know, like it's and, very much a part of our world. But and and I and I get it. I like, and I support it. And I will buy people drinks and I'll buy people shots. Like, but there is like this you know, Irish goodbye moment that I probably have established more now than yeah, like, yeah. cause I, I don't just keep rolling until I pass out somewhere. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Cool, Happy. man. Well done. Yeah. Good, good job. Check, check. And you're just as much fun or more fun to hang out with Sometimes. Now. I don't know. There's a, there's a middle ground every once in a while. <laughs> you were fun at times while drunk. <laughs> But, but then there was a lot happen. of times where you would get past the level and it's like, oh, fucking, he's, he's, he's doing it again. He's, he's fucking insane. Um, all, and then we'd be having all the fun and you would not. Yes. Yeah. But like before the pass out or whatever, like every memory I have of you drinking, you were just like party mode, like super oh, fun, yeah. happy guy. You were like you were never was just so physically exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah that's that's it was would, just like yeah. an on off switch. <laughs> no, dude. And what's funny is I think about you from time to time. Cause that's kind of like, without sounding like a douchebag, but like, that's like my goal. Every day, it's like I want. By the time I hit it to pillow, I want to be able to like not be able to keep my eyes open. You yeah. know, that's like my. I get up at five in the morning every morning. I want. I, that's like my goal. By the end of the day, I want to be fucking exhausted. And I've thought about that before. It's like Oki style, you know. Dude, I have an amazing picture of you from two thousand no two thousand eleven. We were at Reese's house, and you got was it a holiday party? Did you, when you and your ex came down for one of the Christmas parties? Yeah, and then Dre went home, and I. You I stayed. stayed for like a couple days. And I, I stayed, was like, why yeah. is Adam staying around? I yeah, it's like, she's like, I figured it out, get home. And I was like, okay, that was the end of it. But uh, you got so hammered. You were face down in the back of like a hashback with the with the seats down or a van with your arms at your sides, just face planted. And I have a picture of you like from the the, the hatchback. Just taking a nap. World champion alcohol consumption. World champion at not being hungover. I still to this day don't understand. I've never seen anything you know, and like I always, it. I always talk shit for so long. I was like, man, and I think part, part of this, what I'm about to say is true. And part of it is like my superhuman strength is that a lot of times people that aren't motivated or people that want to just chill or hungover more, right? <laughs> like I never wanted to chill. Like I always yeah, yeah. had shit to do, wanted to go, you know, so that predisposition in me like powered through the hangover. And I have like a superhuman strength of like yeah. being blackout drunk, pass the fuck out at two or three o'clock in the morning. And then I would, I would wake up four hours later and go run a half marathon. I don't get it. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> or just go to work, clean up the house, and like go back fuck, to work. Man, it's crazy. And it one's the same thing on tour, right? Well, it's pass the fuck out, and it's then crazy. wake up, be like, oh, we got to load in, and just. Pff. It's crazy now, but like I didn't have a hangover until I was in my late twenties. I didn't even know what it was. We probably talked about it before. I didn't even know what it was, but once I, my body started telling me what it was. Now I can't even comprehend 
like your superhuman abilities. I can't even fucking oh, imagine dude. it. I had a, I had a hangover from. I've Hall- had like multi day hangovers, dude. I had a hangover this hangover <sighs> hangover th- this past Halloween. I was hungover for a full week. Did we just you just quoted Chaka? Somebody got Chaka <laughs> in there. Yeah, yeah. The hangover. How the, how the fuck he climbs in the motherfucker? Yeah. No, I mean, granted, I I did mushrooms and I smoked weed and I drank, yeah. but I I didn't feel normal for a full week. I've had that where my stomachs felt like just kind of off for a couple of days. I just think yeah. everybody has different speeds, like when they drink. Some people can like keep drinking. Yeah, I can't. I go real hard, real fast, and it's like, all right, see you guys. Yeah. You had a thing though, you where you you would be aware of that and be like, I need to purge this shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And you no, 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 no. you just yeah. stick your finger in your throat and get it out. <laughs> I would drink real fast, real hard, and then go. The room would spin while I'm standing there and go, nope, gotta get this out. Oh, dude, that's the worst. <laughs> that's the worst. That's the fucking worst. Is the spins, dude? Yeah. Uh, when you lay down, you think you think you're clear. All of a sudden, you're just like, oh, fuck, am I spinning? No, the, am I spinning? Oh, fuck, I'm the spinning. The spins while you're standing is the worst. Oh, fuck, I'm standing yeah. there holding the drink going, all right, well, there that was, so oh, now I got to go I throw up. I hate that. I hate yeah. it. I hate yeah. it. That's weird. I've been like throw up drunk, but I've never really spun. You know, I, I never. Oh, oh dude. Oh, it's always in bed. I know always always in bed. I was I ne- never standing up. But once I lay down, then you try to do the thing where you put like one foot it down. It still doesn't work. It doesn't fucking work. <laughs> no. When you're laying drinking. there, you're just going. That's why. Oh, God. I'm having I, one of those liquid yeah. deaths. Get some ever, hydration. Murder your thirst. If I ever feel like that, I immediately go throw up. I don't. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Dude, that's, that's what I did. make myself throw up. That's what I did in Vegas. I was like. 6 p.m. For real. And I thought about you, Josh. I was like. Well, Josh would always just make himself puke, and he felt better. <clears throat> why I would you? I, why I, would you waste the alcohol? I think I that. should just puke. No, but I, even after you throw up, you're still kind of you, you still feel good. You just don't. You're not spinny. Yeah, yeah. Because I would throw up, and then a lot of when in my younger years, I would throw up and come back and still drink. Yeah, you would, dude. Two of the only times I just realized this. Two of the only times that I remember gagging myself on purpose to get the alcohol out to not fucking poison myself were both in Vegas. The one before we were at Hard Rock. That's weird. We, yeah, we ate a bunch of food at that diner right there and I was super full and I was trying to drink at the roulette table and I couldn't even get a drink down because I was so full and I was starting, I was drunk already and I was like, this fucking sucks. And I went and I gagged myself and threw up my whole burger and fucking chips and and guacamole, the whole thing. I threw it all up and I was like, I'm ready to fucking party. Yeah. Josh, yeah. This makes sense. Josh does. And I thought of you both times. I was like. I guess that's how this works. Yeah, that's what you do. I threw up, I threw up chewed up gummy lifesavers. <laughs> one time, at a Josh, party once. One time on a camping trip, Josh threw up a hot dog and I ate it. Yeah, you and you and Dennis <laughs> ate my hot dog off the ground. He threw it up. And I was like, oh, so, somehow I ate a whole hot dog yeah. that you could throw up like a like <laughs> an actual could, dog that I could throw up and you could eat yeah. like like a dog that got a lot of the trash. Yeah. Yeah. Did you put it back on the grill or you just went straight? He to went and it fell on the on the gravel and I just picked up and ate it. <laughs> <laughs> and then earlier that day, I, I beer bonged a tadpole. <laughs> yeah, and then you put, on, the, and then you put on that Japanese kid's COVID That's mask. <laughs> yeah. No, I ba- I rarely drink these days. I don't know. Can uh, we talk about the time story that you lost a canoe? Because I remember it from yeah. the management office yeah, yeah. Uh, seeing that expense come in on the hey, expense you know report. Who did lose a canoe? Me and Ryan. Yep. Nope. How do hey, you lose that was a 2008 canoe? Warp Tour. Should we save that for next time and make the make yeah, that yeah. part three? Let's do that. Yeah. You're yeah. gonna be here for a couple weeks, right? Yeah. <laughs> let's do let's do I'm part in. three. Yeah, yeah, keep it coming. All right. Let's do it. So let's wrap. All right. Um my name's Adam. <laughs> canoes. Oh, we're gonna be done now. Canoes. <laughs> um, canoe. Boot canoes. As you as you know, if you've listened to this podcast before, you can support this podcast and all things that Story of the Year does at patreon.com slash story of the year. Hey man, caress that like button. Caress it. <laughs> press it. Lightly press it firmly. Love it. 
it for real helps even at the, the lowest tier $5 a month on uh, Patreon. It helps us do what we do. It pays the bills. No joke. And you also get to be a member of our little community, get to be on discord and hang out with other folks who also like story of the year, who also like other stuff. It's good times. There's benefits that include things that will be more relevant when we're playing shows. There's merch involved. It's all great shit. Patreon.com slash story of the year. If you want to follow the band, it's all at story of the year on the stuff. My shit's all at Adam the skull and Dan's is at canoes.com net at regurgitatedhotdogs.org. <laughs> Bootcanoes.org. <Yeah>. The boys. <laughs> Oaks, uh, if people want to follow you, wh- what do they do? At John Oaks on Instagram and Facebook. Exclusive. J-O-H-N-O-A-K-E-S. Not on Twitter? No, I, I got banned. Okay. <laughs> Did you really? No. Uh, That'd be awesome. No, this is for all you lovers out there. <laughs> Suck one. Dot edu. <laughs> <laughs> Can we go?